0: Hello, my little pod babies. Welcome back to Own Gold Podcast. This is episode 30. Date of recording is who the fuck cares? Soccer sucks. Sports are awful. But because Donnie will have an aneurysm if I don't say it, date of recording actually is May 28th, 2019. We have a, a pretty exciting uh, episode for anybody who's not a fan of Milan, Man United, Versus Dortmund. So for everybody else, it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, before Donny cuts me off, I'm going to spend the next hour or so mm-hmm. talking to you about the uh, U U20 World Cup going on in Poland.
1: But first, to
2: the byline. It's in! It's an, it's an goal! It's a gift! Well, oh, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. he almost hits his heel. Goes straight into the bottom of the corner, bottom corner of the net Gets ahead of the ball, is the inside of his car, but not too true in the keeper. Astonishing position
1: to get the body into the As usual, we like to start with what's new in the soccer world. And again, um we have some good news followed by some really bad news. Um Igor Casillas has been released from the hospital after his heart attack. He's gonna be okay. He is retiring from the game of soccer. Uh, I think Eric mentioned this earlier. How I'm sure he would have wanted to reti- have retired on his own terms, but this guy won every single possible trophy you could win at the soccer. Well,
0: game. and and let's be honest, Iker would never have he, like the only way Iker was going to leave the game was by being forced to leave the game. Just like the only way he left Real Madrid was when the club unceremoniously forced him to leave. Yeah, Eker's Eaker, not the kind of guy that walks away.
1: Totally agree. Um, unfortunately, though, the Casillas family is facing another tragedy as Eker's wife is battling ovarian cancer, and yeah. they have two. They have two small children, and I know this is probably a really traumatic time for them, and it's probably hard for everyone in that family. And so, we just want to give the thoughts and prayers of Own Goal Podcast and our best wishes and support to them.
0: And I mean, you know, bright side is you know she's going to you know they'll be able to afford the the best medical care. Possible, so so here's to ho- you know, hopefully, uh, a better outcome.
1: Yeah, um, speaking of better outcomes, there's one slightly less shitty thing about the 2022 World Cup, and no, it's still built on slavery, and it's still in Qatar, so and it's still, still the, the worst
0: world, still the worst world cup ever.
1: It is still undisputedly the worst world, world cup ever. Well, wow, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it is still good thing I don't talk for a living. Oh, <laughs> wait. It's still undisputedly the worst World Cup ever, but there will not be 48 teams participating. There will only be 32 teams playing on stadiums built by slavery.
0: Which leads me to believe that they crunched the numbers and realized that the amount of money FIFA would have to spend to get like the infrastructure up to support 48 teams uh, offset the financial incentive. Because the only decisions FIFA makes is from money.
1: I agree, and I also think they probably ran a simulation of, like, okay, there's usually maybe one or two really good th- th- good teams that miss the World Cup, but basically you're adding in 12 shit teams, which reduces the level of competition, in my opinion, and might also lead to, like, less viewership than anticipated.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about that, because everybody's going to watch their teams play, and so, you know, I I think it's Well, I don't know. Much- I didn't
1: watch the U.S. play at all at the last World Cup.
0: Well, you we also have yet to watch a United States U-20 uh, World Cup game. Yes, I do. Don't worry, we play again on Thursday.
1: Okay, but, oh, that's the one that if we win, we'll be go through, right? As long as another yeah. team loses?
0: No, no, if we win, if we beat Qatar, we're in. Okay. So, well, like, what, you want to
1: watch us beat slavery, right? Yes, more, if we lose to Qatar, it's going to be just really bad. Like, talk, about, slavery, like, you... talk about freedom losing that one.
0: Do you like how I found a way to work the U20 World Cup into
1: the Uh I'm not gonna say that I like it, but I can say that I appreciated it. As you know, there's a difference between enjoying something and appreciating it.
0: For yeah uh, for the uh the the listeners out there, I told Donnie that I was gonna spend ninety percent of my effort talking about the World Cup and he asked not
1: to. Um more news from FIFA. Chelsea's transfer ban has been upheld, so they cannot buy any players in this summer window. Or in the next January window, which means um, <clears throat> Captain uh, Young, the young American Hope—I don't know what we call him—but Christian Pulisic is going to get a lot of playing time because I don't think they're going to be able to bring more people in. Well, actually, they can't bring more people in, and I have a sh- strong feeling that Eden Hazard is a thousand percent going to uh, Real Madrid.
0: Yeah. So what I think this really means is uh, obviously. The players Chelsea has, or the players Chelsea will be will be fielding. Uh, also, Chelsea is known over the last decade or so for just buying as many players as they can, and then loaning everybody out. So I think we'll see they hold on to a few more uh, players from loans. I know the big guy, the big one that that they were afraid was going to leave uh, over to Bayern was is Callum Hudson odoy and I have a feeling that they are not going to let him go at all. Give him some starting positions out on the wing, wait, and hope a, that he'll.
1: Can see. he leave on a free this win? This window
0: at the. I th- I thought it was at the end of next year. He was on a free.
1: Oh. Okay. You might be right
0: though. I could he definitely. Might, you, you could definitely
1: be, be right. There. Um. This is one of those weird times where Eric and I like neither of us are trying to be right. We <laughs> just neither of us knows for sure. Well, um, it's also.
0: Because like soccer absolutely sucks, and so I, I really don't care.
1: So a couple of coaching news: Um, Claudio Ranieri is gonna uh is leaving Roma after twelve games in charge. Massimo Allegri is leaving Juve after five straight titles. That's really yeah,
0: interesting. but he, he they had won three straight titles when he was hired. He was brought in to uh, replace Conte who left. Uh, it wasn't like they they fired their manager to bring Max Allegri in, and he was also brought specifically in to win the Champions League.
1: Yeah, which he failed to do, so it, with guys like Mourinho, Arsene Wenger, a couple of other guys who are out of work, it'll be interesting to see who fills up that Juve spot. Um, Robin Van Persie retired. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was an, always an exciting goal scorer. He always scored great goals. I mean, one
0: of one of the, I think in the last decade, one of the top left foots Yeah, the
1: Um, So, Gates, you remember last year when Griezmann had that whole documentary, you know, the decision how he wasn't going to leave Atletico Madrid? Well, it turns (laughs) out he is leaving this summer. And the only reason Atletico said it so early is because he was planning on doing another documentary, except this time he was going to do the douchey thing and leave. He
2: was going to
0: pull the LeBron uh, decision. And yeah, I, I read that too, that uh, Atletico got wind, and uh, so I guess the one thing that he did better than LeBron is he gave Atletico a heads up of like what his decision was going to be. Well, he
1: didn't say, I'm staying, and then immediately turn around and tell the entire world that he's leaving.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, he did exactly This is
1: that. now a Skip Bayless anti-LeBron podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, so he's probably going to Barcelona, right?
1: well i don't know there was a report in the daily mail last week saying manchester united have made contact
2: yeah in the daily mail the world was reputable transfer
1: oh uh, speaking of reputable remember how earlier i told you that um the guy the barca coach got fired and got replaced by roberto martinez 1000 yeah. percent, that was not true <laughs> really i honestly when i told you i thought it was and then like the report seemed very reputable you know going around going around and then barcelona like very strongly denied that being the case. So it's at least not the truth yet, but yeah, I was wrong about that by the way, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't realize I was part of the fake news problem.
0: Yeah, you're you're spreading lies.
1: Listen, I'm not selling the drugs, but I'm I'm certainly driving the dealer around. Um uh, Vincent company is leaving, you know, Mr. Manchester City, the captain, he's been there for so long. He's leaving Man City to become the player manager of Anderlecht which is actually kind of cool. I have to admit that, that.
0: I love that. So, and we're going to talk about him in a minute, but that's what my boy, Reno Gattuso did when he left uh, Milan. He went over to one of the, I think, Turkish teams, or maybe a Czech team, and he became the player manager there. So it's a great way for those who aren't ready to really hang up the, the boots just yet. But want to start building their managerial skills to uh, start working on it.
1: Imagine if soccer, how much of a different sport soccer would be if your manager had to be in the starting 11.
0: That would be. So, I mean, at that point, you would just have uh, Ronaldo as your manager, right?
1: Oh, 1000%. He, 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 has, he has already won a European championship. Yeah, as a manager. <laughs> uh, a lot to talk about with Real Madrid. If you're a Real Madrid fan, I'll give you one bit of good news. Tony Cruz signed a contract extension to 2023, so he's going to be there for a bit. And then you Uh, got a whole bunch of bad news.
0: Second piece of really good news is that there's going to be a Tony Cruz movie.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It may
0: be German, I'm not sure. Dude, can Um, Tom
1: Cruise play Tony Cruz?
0: (laughs) I want Michael Fassbender to play Tony Cruz. Oh, that's a good pick. Thanks. Um... This is now going to be a movie podcast for the next uh, couple months.
1: But only soccer movies. Eric finally has to watch the critically acclaimed gold trilogy.
0: <laughs> no, because we're just going to talk about the big green for a couple hours.
1: Uh, Ra- Sergio Ramos, the captain of Real Madrid, Mr. Real Madrid, has this is confirmed by the, the their psychotic president, Perez. <laughs> he has requested to leave the club, and he asked them that they let him go on a free because the Chinese club that wants to sign him can't pay a transfer fee for some... Weird reason, but they they want to pay Ramos a lot, and that's where he wants to go.
0: sounds kind of made up that they're saying that he can't pay the transfer fee. No, it just I sounds like just...
1: that's exactly what I would say to not have to pay a transfer fee. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: so, interesting, uh, that's going to be a great saga, just because Ramos is a little, you know, he's a eccentric, Perez is a psychopath.
0: Yeah, Ramos is a master of the dark arts, and Perez is like Voldemort.
1: Yeah. Um, like I
0: said, movie podcast.
1: In the last game of the season, this is Zinedine Zidane about Gareth Bale, a guy who scored goals in Champions League Finals for Zidane. I want that to be noted. Zidane, if I had a fourth sub, I would not have brought him on. (laughs) Bale, I've got three years on my contract left. If they want want me gone, they have to pay me 17 million euros a year. Otherwise, I'll stay. It doesn't matter if I don't play. I'll just play golf.
0: Also, that's such a a welsh british like you know that island thing to do be like okay i'll just not do my thing make money and go play golf because that's what everybody that lives on those islands does
1: yeah um he also made comments about how players are treated like robots constantly told what to eat where to be when to be there i
0: kind of i kind of see where he's coming from there like i i can see that taking the the fun and joy out of the
1: game i agree with you to an extent i agree with you i can see his point of view but i will always counter with this you get to be paid 17 million euros a year to play with a ball.
0: Like, well, technically, he's even paid to play golf.
1: <laughs> yeah, to not, in your case, to do nothing.
0: No, but do you really think somebody like Ronaldinho in his prime would have flourished in this even more strict robotic uh, like like requirements and format?
1: No, but I will say this. Players have more power than they did back then.
0: But not all players want more power like like
1: I, that. I agree. I agree. I just think that like I, I can understand that idea of freedom and stuff like that. But I think you, I think you're seeing in a lot of sports where like lifestyles and dieting are being much more streamlined for peak comp, com, yeah. competition. And that's, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's just what it comes down to. But I, no, I and, see your point. And,
0: and, I, like that's fair. But at the same time, some player, you, some players might want to be the best they can be at their natural peak and then let that let that kind of gradual decline, you know, somebody like Pierre Lowe was, was never a physical beast, and he had the technical ability to be a soccer, you know, extraordinary talent.
1: Yeah, a legend, a legend. So you don't, you know, I'm saying, you know,
0: like, I, I get where, what the intent is, but you don't necessarily need to always be peak physical to be able to be a top competitor.
1: I agree. I agree with that. Um, speaking of, let's talk about peak physical. Mbappe, our beloved Mbappe, won the league uh, player of the year. Uh, Neymar missed the award show where his fre- where his teammate was going to be awarded to hang out with Rihanna. He went, he went
0: to a Rihanna concert.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting comments by Mbappe after winning the award where he said, it's time for me to take more responsibility, perhaps at PSG, perhaps somewhere else, opening the door for potential suitors.
0: Yeah, I think what that actually – that, that's what it sounds like, right? What I think that is is a not-so-subtle nudge to PSG to say, hey, sell Neymar. It's time to go. I think I think he wants to be top dog at PSG and wants them to sell Neymar maybe to somebody like a United or a City. Really? That's what I think.
1: God, dude. It, that would really be the worst case scenario for me. It really would be. I don't. I don't want that guy at Manchester United.
0: Remember when, um, when there were all these rumors that Milan were going to purchase Fellaini, and you were laughing at me, and then, uh, like, like nothing happened, and then a year later, United purchased Fellaini. Yep. That's not nearly as bad as this situation would be, and and there's no, there are no rumors about. Uh, PSG looking to sell Neymar. I just think the way I read that was was Mbappe saying, "Put all your baskets in me, PSG," and the only way they could do that is if, you know, either they let Neymar decapitate Cavani and go to jail, or they <laughs> sell. Neymar.
1: Um, yeah. And with that, two more quick things to rack up, wrap up on before we get to segments. The Europa League final is going to be in Azerbaijan and Armenia and Azerbaijan are having a lot of diplomatic tensions and so Henrik Mkhitaryan former Manchester United player who now plays for Arsenal will be forced to miss the final because of safety issues and I just think that's a really bad look for UEFA because if there's safety issues where a player can't play you move the final
0: uh, you, never, you never set the final in a place that has such un- civil unrest in the first place
1: right right but i'm saying like innocent like let's say there was no civil unrest you couldn't predict it and it even i'm saying even if it happened in an unpredictable situation you still move the final oh but of course i agree well, with like, your premise i agree with your premise the, the problem was
0: this has been well known since before they they selected baku as the location for the final
1: yeah well there is a weird way for man U to be in the champions league and if it's it's actually if City end up truly getting banned from the Champions League and Arsenal win the Europa League, that extra spot would go to the next highest English team, which would be United. So, in a weird self-deprecating way, I'm cheering for Arsenal to win the Europa League.
0: Uh, City will never get banned from the. I
1: know. I mean, <laughs> this is literally, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books over here. That's the only thread <laughs> I have left. Don't um, worry about not mine. <laughs> you ready to talk about the Chelsea Derby? Uh,
0: yes, I I'll, am,
1: actually. It's known in some circles as the championship playoff. And in other circles, as I didn't know this, it's the richest game in all of sports. Yep. By like age. I, I,
0: I learned that last year.
1: By a mile. The win- So what we're talking about is uh, every year, three teams from the, uh, the top leagues in, in soccer get shot down, and three teams in the league below shoot up. This is common for pretty much all the – leagues in um, Europe in England the top the, the second tier league it's very confusing for a lot of people it's called the <laughs> championship and the first the teams who plays first and second in the championship automatically go through teams three four five and six playing a playoff well this year in the playoff final it was team five versus team six
0: yeah team three Leeds United who came so close to finally getting promoted uh, pouring out for a boy, Olan, who does, not listen, who does not listen to this podcast. Uh, but he's been a lifelong Leeds fan, and I feel bad because I was definitely laughing a little bit when, when it just didn't happen.
1: <laughs> well, um, so the winner of this game, because of the money you get when you get promoted to the Premier League, gets $215 million, the winning team. To put that in comparison, the winner of the World Series gets $30.4 Yeah. And that and that is by far and away the most – like. Winnings of an of a uh, American Championship sports team would get.
0: It's 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 more winnings than winning the Champions League is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's the because of all the TV deals and everything. It is the most profitable game, which means if you lose, you lose out on two hundred fifteen million dollars.
1: That's why you. That's why if you're the owner, you hedge your bets and you bet on the other team to win. Well, <laughs> the problem
0: is though. <laughs> what sucks for these teams though, for the winners is so many times you'll see a team win the owner cashes a fat check and then does minimal squad investment and they get relegated the next season
1: yeah that does suck like
0: when when, when Newcastle got promoted back they put almost no no they put no
1: substantial
0: investment
1: i agree but new newcastle it might get bought by a dubai based billionaire who would yeah. like who would like man city invest into that team and that is yeah. on the verge of happening
0: yeah i just hope they don't man city invest the uh right back position
1: yeah obviously not um so this so aston villa whose assistant coach is john terry by the way and who until 20 minutes ago eric and i did not know who their head coach was oh you didn't know it either no i told you i didn't know because it's i mean john terry just takes over and even when we were watching the game john terry got more screen time than any other aston villa man coaching staff member
2: and
0: anytime they showed the actual uh, Villa manager, it was always when Terry was right next to him.
1: And on the other side, you have John Terry's longtime friend and, you know, par- a partner in crime at Chelsea, Frank Lampard, who was the coach at Derby County. So it was, I mean, you had Mourinho was in the audience, Drogba, all the old Chelsea boys were there. Bald
0: Drogba looked good.
1: You were into, you know, who looked great? John Terry's wife. Well, yeah, obviously, yes. But, I mean, why would I talk about a woman on this podcast? Oh, I'm talking Jack about Grilich. our boy Jack Grillish.
0: Jack Grillish looked fantastic.
1: And then he was wearing these most beat-up shoes, and he got back from injury, and he was like, yeah, like, I just need, like, a little bit of good luck. I mean, he was wearing some—his shoes looked like shit. No, those shoes
0: actually—his his, his boots actually ripped apart. I'm pretty sure he had to, like, glue them back together. <laughs>
1: Well, no surprise in this one that uh, Terry cucked Lampard again. <laughs> I'm assuming Lampard's been cucked before by Terry. And uh, Aston Villa 1-2-1, so our boy JT is in the Premier League, back in the Premier League. I love this. Aston Villa, I'm really 50-50 if I'm going to watch Man U next season. <laughs> it brought me nothing but pain. Aston Villa, though, I think I'm going to become an Aston Villa fan. Or, and then I will change allegiance wherever JT coaches. <laughs> this is my uh, life so now.
0: Before we hop off, this is one thing, I, and this is not really related exactly to what we're talking about, but the promotion relegation is, you know, it's a it's a thing all across the top leagues, and even the, the not top leagues in Europe. Um, you know, Italy does the same thing, where there's a, a promotion playoff as well. The, the way they do it in the Bundesliga is very interesting. So the uh, top two teams in the Bundesliga automatically get promoted, in the Bundesliga 2, automatically get get promoted. The bottom two teams in the Bundesliga automatically get relegated. And then third place in Bundesliga 2 has to play 17th place in the Bundesliga, and the winner either gets promoted or gets to stay. So you have, uh, instead of a a championship playoff like this with a, a Uh, John Terry and Frank Lampard, you actually would have the third best team in the the secondary league playing the third worst team in the primary league, uh, basically trying to take their spot from them.
1: I like that. That's pretty cool. It's
0: a really cool idea. I really like it.
1: So, with that, uh, thank you for that tidbit, Eric. Should we jump into our three segments? Yes. No,
0: I'm first hot guy of the week well we've talked about him and if you haven't seen a picture of this dude just just search him on the internet uh, i've been
1: stroking off to his instagram for the last three days he
0: is he is an, an absolute adonis uh talk about jack relish guy is incredible isn't he the guy that got punched in the head by a fan yes earlier?
1: he's the cap. he's the captain of aston villa
0: yeah he's the captain of aston villa he got punched in the head by a fan on the field uh, earlier this year, scored the game winner that game also, yep. and just he's just a joy to look at.
1: I wanted and to be noticed. He's... he's really good. He's way too good for the championship. Oh yeah, like skills like, skills.
0: If if, uh, if, um, if Aston Villa had lost this game, I kind of think they would have just been promoted anyways because he's just way too attractive, and that would have been another way of Terry cucking.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 um this is uh jack relish's second time being featured as a hot guy of the week yeah um, my hot guy of the week is also related to aston villa it is a- it's actually the first non-player hot guy of the week not sure that i've suggested
0: okay because uh well before it was an official segment we we hot guy of the week the uh the
1: coach of the moroccan team
0: yeah, who's like literally, but that, but
1: that, but he wasn't. He was a hot. He was the. He was in the the manager of the Hot Eleven, but he was technically not a Hot Guy of the Week.
0: No, but he also like if if we when they got their first win that yes third, he would
1: have been the Hot Guy of the Week.
0: We just didn't have the segment, but he, he but he's t- going down the books as Hot Guy of the Week.
1: Uh, okay, well the first official non-player either hot...
0: agree either agree <laughs> with me or I will spin this thing into a U twenty national team, uh, World, World Cup.
1: Well, unlike the United States, I do negotiate with terrorists, so <laughs> I guess... Okay, fine. Only the second ever non-player hot guy of the week, John Terry's assistant manager... Or, Aston Villa's assistant manager, John Terry. <laughs> John Terry's assistant manager, Terry. <laughs> Tony Terry. Terry. Uh, a lot of people would think, why wouldn't I give credit for Dean Smith for this? For the simple reason that Dean Smith's nobody wife... Nobody <laughs> knows who that is. One, nobody knows who it is. Two... I can't give it to a guy who I know's, like, wife is actively being crushed by JT. (laughs) So, JT, your first season as a coaching in any way and you got a team promoted into the Premier League. Good on you, sir. And now, aptitude test. For those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, though I doubt that that exists. There's no way you're listening to the
0: podcast for the first time, this episode, now that soccer is basically over.
1: (laughs) Uh, this is the segment where we say if so and so wasn't a soccer player, a soccer coach involved in soccer, what would they do? Uh, examples being Peter Crouch said he himself would be a virgin if he was not a professional soccer player. Antonio Cassano said himself he would be a criminal if he wasn't a soccer player. He could have been. And those things aren't mutually exclusive on either end, by the way. True. But uh, you get the idea. So Eric, if he wasn't a professional soccer player and the hope of the United States national team. What would Christian Pulisic do?
0: Oh, he, so, I mean, I'm I'm definitely factoring his age into this. He would be one of those, like, esports Fortnite, like, guys with the weird dyed hair.
1: <laughs> oh, just, yeah, okay.
0: That's, that's what I'm going with.
1: He looks to me, like, the type of guy who works at one of those Abercrombie & Fitch, He's American... American Eagle or like Aeropostale, like those like clothing stores with like Aero the Concho, yeah Aeropostale, Aero <laughs> whatever the fuck, like Aero he pastel. he works at one of those stores. Where he wears like too much cologne. He's standing the in po- front. He's got the, like one of the- the, the the puka shells. Yeah, I was gonna call him Concho shells, but yeah, the puka shells. That's the actual name for them. <laughs> one of those necklaces. He strikes me It's like he would just work at one of those stores.
0: Yeah. Uh, until he hits it big on eSports. Which I can't believe it's a fucking thing, by the way.
1: <laughs> Pretty soon this will be an under-20 World Cup and eSports FIFA podcast. Uh,
0: with movies here and there.
1: Uh, alright, you're right, buddy. Okay. Um,
0: uh, and this may be because I saw him when watching the, uh, the Chelsea Derby. If he wasn't a world-class striker in his day what would have been of didier drogba
1: oh he would have been a politician for sure dude he would have been an ivory coast like politician (laughs) remember when they were having their civil war and he spoke and he helped stop it oh dude he'd be like the nelson mandela of the ivory coast i
0: love that answer this is one of the few times where i was suggesting somebody and i was not expecting a comedic answer by the way like i just i saw him I really, I, I mean, he looked great with his dreads. Oh, you know, I mean, his, it's, it's a his, classic look. But when when I, they showed like like shaved DJ Drag, but I was like, that that man has presence.
1: You've always kind of had a thing for bald dudes. I
0: mean, haven't we all?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> Come on, I know when you look at peak Zinedine Zidane. You and your French-loving ways.
1: (laughs) Just because I don't hate Parisians like you, doesn't mean I love the French. (laughs) Don't put your bullshit spin on this. Okay, wait. What do you think Jogba would be doing? I
0: really like your your politician answer. I was going with, I was going with, like, he would have, I think, like, founded some sort of, like, NGO. Would have been really instrumental, I think, helping provide, like, clean water across the African continent. You know, something like that. Yeah, but what would
1: Matt Damon do? (laughs)
0: <laughs> He'd be his assistant.
2: <laughs> well, That's <was> good.
1: <laughs> well, you know. I try to have a, a few good ones here or there. Alright.
0: Final segment of the uh of the segments is uh, our, our weekly or LOL episodely anti Neymar world update. Do you wanna take this one?
1: Uh yeah, Neymar has been stripped of the Brazilian captaincy ahead of the Copa America, which is just fantastic.
0: Ah! And the crowd goes wild!
1: Um, Do they yeah. say a reason why, other than the fact that he sucks and he's a cancer in the locker room? Did it give us a reason we don't know already.
0: Yeah, the actual the reason being that uh, while injured for the World Cup, Danny Alves is healthy now and going to be the captain of Brazil. Cool. I mean, we all know that Danny Alves loves showering with dudes in the locker room, and I guarantee you Neymar's too busy going to Rihanna concerts to shower with his teammates so I think it's just a literally a locker room camaraderie thing Uh Danny Alves has all the experience you could really ask
1: for he's one of the most decorated players in the sport in terms of yep. trophies won and he has a sense of humor
0: yeah and oh he he I didn't I did not like Danny Alves until same until same the, the banana incident won me over yep. and I know we've talked We've talked about it on this pod before, but let's be honest: if you're listening now, you weren't listening back then. Uh, uh, fan- <laughs> if you were
1: listening back then, you're not listening now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, his fans threw a banana at Danny Alves when he, when he went to go take a corner kick, and he took the banana, peeled it, and just ate the banana, and got yellow carded for it, which is bullshit.
1: If- it's, listen, okay, debate, po- debate right now. What's more bullshit? Getting yellow carded for eating a banana mid game, or for kissing your opponent.
0: <laughs> so, here's here's here. My answer is twofold. If you're doing something to combat racism, you cannot be you cannot be carded. Uh, I don't care. You know what? If if the only way I, I would say he shouldn't be penalized if Neymar were to decapitate Cavani uh, is if Cavani was being a racist beforehand. <laughs> uh, but. If fans th- if, if opposing fans throw shit at you you have every right to use it
1: <laughs> okay see i totally disagree here here's why the, <laughs> the power of love is stronger than the <laughs> hatred of racism <laughs> and so a grown man should be able to kiss another grown man
0: i mean but there's consent, there's all this other stuff. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa buddy. We're, we're, we're a soccer podcast. We're talking about two grown men having I mean, a friendly kiss on the lips. I don't know lips. if you've
0: been listening to me for the last hour. This is not a soccer podcast anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it is time that we finally do talk about some soccer games. So let's recap the uh, Champions League semifinals and preview the final, starting with Tottenham and Ajax. Uh, after the first leg, Ajax had won 1-0 and... They, start, they picked up the second leg right where they went off with two goals. I mean, they were up 3-0 in aggregate, yeah. and it looked like it was home, over.
0: Home game for Totten- or for Ajax, up up 2-0, and, I mean, it was a game set match.
1: I stopped watching. I went back to work.
0: You know who didn't stop? Lucas Look, Moore.
1: Holy crap.
0: Talk about I mean, a
1: hat trick to remember.
0: <laughs> if, if, before the season, I would have told you – uh tottenham will be down three nothing you know halfway through the second leg of champions league semifinal and they get a a hat trick by a player
1: who are your top three guesses? number one harry kane number two son number three erickson deli alley your fourth? can't score th- for De- deli alley your fourth? Your fourth guess. i got i have oh, Hugh, i have hugo Lloris before i have lucas mora <laughs>
0: the only person i have after lucas mora is fernando Uriente because he's useless
1: oh but you didn't say hat- you didn't specify it couldn't be a hat trick of own goals <laughs> but what a game by tottenham man what a game well, by lucas mora to come back from that i
0: think i think mora and you know he won't win like tottenham player of the year he's their champions league player of the year yeah the goal the goal at barcelona to put them uh, over enter as second place in the group stage lucas mora in like the 89th minute yep i mean this guy has saved their ass so much
1: and also this comes to a theme that i've been telling you about that i've really been questioning is it advantageous to play the second leg in the knockout rounds at home and this is another example where it wasn't advantageous because they got fucked over. They got, I mean, Ajax, okay, Tottenham, credit to Tottenham for what they did. But from Ajax's perspective, they got fucked on away goals. Yeah, they did. So it just, it just comes back to that debate of, one, is it really advantageous to have that second leg at home? And two, away goals are still bullshit. No,
0: I, I if you, if I get to pick, I want to have my second leg being away. Same? Because I, I want to be able to end up with a tied result and, like, you know, have the the away goal buffer. I completely agree. Because what I do is, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if you thought this comeback was extraordinary, I hate this, but I can't say it wasn't impressive. I mean, Liverpool were buried. They lost three yeah. zero, and then and they didn't have um Mo Salah either. And Juan Aldum and David Origi, man, David Origi when when Ivoque. yeah, him. I don't David or <laughs> Origi's cousin. I don't know who David Origi is, but Origi, that guy just steps up for Liverpool when they need him, and Liverpool won this game. It was just, I was shocked. for nothing. This is the what second or third time that Barcelona have blown a huge first leg lead.
0: And like, yeah, I, 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 I don't have an explanation for it.
1: Uh, well, I have an explanation, but a lot of people aren't going to be happy about it. No. In the biggest game, when he is needed the most, when he needs to just score one goal, in the biggest, I'm not talking about his brilliance through a season. I'm not talking, I'm
0: not
1: doubting that. Unquestionable. Unquestionable. You'd have to be a psychopath to deny it. But I'm saying in that one game where you absolutely need him, the one game you do need him, you need him this one game.
0: World Cup final, World Cup semifinal. Uh, Champions, Copa League America, Copa Champions League, past Champions League semifinals. Copa America final, Copa America final. You know, when they lost like three straight of them to uh, <laughs> uh, Chile, to Alexis, to sad Alexis Sanchez.
1: I'm just saying when he's needed the most, he's not there. And it sucks because he's so brilliant all the time. That you pick up on the times that he isn't, yeah. And I'm t- obviously I'm talking about you haven't picked up that I'm talking about Messi at this point. Then
0: I mean, who, I mean, yeah, there's nobody else to talk about at Barcelona.
1: Um, and it just, it just, man, that that's gotta that sucks for them. And listen, their coach is probably not the best coach ever either. I get that. Like he's, I, you and I could manage Barcelona, we'd win the La Liga title, likely, especially yeah. so when Ronaldo left the league. Yeah, like it was not. A very difficult feat. And well, they actually won. When, when, they won. When with Ronaldo,
0: when Ronaldo left. They benched their three-time-in-a-row-winning goalkeeper, uh, Kylian Navas, and they decided to play some 18-year-old academy kid over Marcelo, their best attacking player. Yeah, yeah Real, Real we're not going to challenge.
1: Well, interesting enough, Barcelona won the La Liga League with the lowest total points required in, like, 10 years. Yeah. But – I mean as brilliant as Liverpool were to like keep their heads up and to attack and score like Barcelona what like what why do you, how do you do how do you lose a game 4-0 if Barcelona You're too good I and mean, no one should ever be able to beat you 4-0
0: Roma last year I
1: know And did, you know they, Messi wanted the Champions into, League did blow so bad They blew a
0: couple years ago too Yes Yeah
1: they've like in the last 5 years I think they've blown 3 major leads after a first leg.
0: And so here's, you know, we give him a lot of shit for never winning a Champions League without Messi, but here's I think where we you see the uh the skill and the ability of Pep Guardiola.
1: That's actually a really good take. Messi They need each other. They're better with each other. I mean,
0: Guardiola's system is even the 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 system he uses now, it was born and built around Messi. Yeah. He used the Fulcrum.
1: He just uses like a different Argentinian player now. <laughs> but um, I mean, well done to Liverpool to come back, and that set up the first all English Champions League since two thousand eight. Also, I'd like to mention we have an all English Europa League final, which is the first time in the history of the sport that both the Champions League and Europa League have been all from teams from country from one all teams from the same country.
0: Yeah, but uh, the the La Liga is clearly the best league in the world, of course, obviously.
1: Yeah, the second, the first place team in the Liga just got trashed 4-0 by the second best team in the Premier League. But um, a little preview. I mean, t- now this is interesting because I have a, you know, my narrative about. So you have po- Pochettino and Tottenham v. Uh, Klopp and Liverpool, and you know my narrative about both of them.
0: They don't win the big game.
1: They don't win the big game, but somebody's gonna win that. So I'm either gonna be, I'm gonna be wrong about one of them and still right about either. I really hope I'm wrong about. Pochettino and write about Klopp, because my my whole thing is that Klopp is actually chokes in finals because he has a record of choking in finals.
0: The uh, the other thing I'm I'm looking to see is uh between Mo Salah and Harry Kane do one or both make it back healthy.
1: Harry Kane's been fully training, so I think he'll feature in the game in some capacity.
0: He'll Probably start is what I'm wondering. Oh, I don't know. Also, do they get, does he have ninety in him?
1: I know he has the heart. I don't know if he has the legs.
0: Do we see uh, World Cup Lloris or this season Lloris?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be – I'm really fascinated by this game. I think Liverpool are definitely a heavy favorite. Yeah. But I wouldn't count Tottenham out yet, man. Especially just because it's Jurgen Klopp in a final. And I'll always bet against that guy in a final. And a is is, is, this,
0: is this the last game we see Christian Eriksen play in Tottenham jersey?
1: It's also a good point.
0: I've, I've got a lot of things. I'm just very curious, and and I'm I'm excited to watch this. I'm also. I wonder, if this goes well or poorly, how much of Tottenham stays together after this game,
1: including Pochettino,
0: including especially Pochettino.
1: Especially with a job opening at Juve. If
0: he wins the Champions League and Juve is looking for a manager that can win the Champions League.
1: Yeah. So um
0: could, So that's 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 the episode. Uh, thanks for listening.
1: Well, a couple more things about this game. First of all, who do you have winning?
0: I'm going with my heart. I'm going Tottenham.
1: I'm going Tottenham too, just because I, I swear I don't think Klopp can get it done. Just because I hate, I hate Liverpool in the Champions League. I hate Liverpool in any context. <laughs> um. So with that, <laughs> well although if Liverpool does win, it's gonna be a uh, a
0: Jürgen winner. Just because it's just gonna like make me that miserable. Just because of the, course the guy, it is. The guy I love. <laughs>
1: it's either gonna be that or a Ferrente, Ferrente, Lorente, Fernando Florente, own goal loser. <laughs> It would actually be called a loser. That goal would be called the losing goal, <laughs> if you think about it. I mean,
0: that would be great content.
1: With that, um, we'll quickly f- recap how the European Leagues ended. In the Premier League, it went down to the wire. Man City knew if they won all their games, they'd win the champions. And if they slipped up, they'd lose. And it came down to a nervy 0 0 game against Leicester City, where late on, Vincent Company got the ball about 30 yards out, and his entire team shouted, don't shoot! No shoot! No shoot! And he ripped <laughs> one, and it was like it sucks for me as a Manu fan. But objectively speaking, what a beauty of a goal! Does it suck for you as a Manu fan?
0: You as a Manu fan wouldn't you have rather seen City win? I then? would have rather <laughs> seen
1: neither of them win. Like I, I'm saying taking out that it, okay. this or okay. it, just, it just sucked. Okay. It just sucks that like it was either one of those two was gonna win. Like the whole thing sucked. The whole season sucked. The whole sport socks. I mean, is that what you want from me? Yes. All um, right.
0: Sweet. So now we're gonna talk about John League three, right?
1: <laughs> but uh, he absolutely just ripped one, and City won the Premier League. Uh, maybe out Liverpool by a point. Liverpool had the highest tally by a team to never to like ever finish in second place, and it can still be truly said for one more year that Liverpool have never won the Premier League and they've never won a league title since I've been walking on this earth, and that is a small victory I take from that. Um. Manchester United and Arsenal finished out of the top four. Arsenal will if they win tomorrow in the Europa League final they will be in the Champions League. Uh, Manchester United but what, what, what you called
0: by the way like three months ago you said United will finish United and Arsenal will finish outside and Arsenal will win the uh, the Europa League to make it to, to make United be the only top six not to qualify.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of my spectrum of depression. Your predictions have been pretty on point this year. Well, I'm not happy about that.
0: <laughs> you also said that we made that bet about Milan and United, and, and you said that neither would finish in the in top four, and United would finish below Milan. I had to pay you $10. So congrats on your blood money, you sick bastard.
1: Yeah, like six hours after Milan were out on Sunday, it was heartbreaking. Let's just transition to Syria now. I texted her. So, okay, so, so, yeah, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll run. I'll run the Syria recap. Juventus won the league. All right, up to off to Bundesliga.
1: <laughs> Can you just talk to us about Sunday, your emotions?
0: So, uh, Serie A does it a little differently um, with the final final week, the final weekend. They don't do every single game simultaneous. They do every game where there's a shared impact goes at the same time. So there were four teams vying for the final two spots, third and fourth. You had uh, Atalanta in third, Inter in in fourth, Milan in fifth, and Roma in sixth all had a possibility at at finishing third and fourth. So those four games occurred at the, the same time. So I was keeping an eye on all the scores and basically, Milan needed to win and needed a uh, a draw or loss from one of the two teams ahead of them, Atalanta and Inter. And for a majority of the of the day, Milan was winning, and Atalanta and or Inter were losing or tied. And for a majority of the day, it looked like Milan was going to finish in fourth place. And then, of course. Uh, Atalanta's team opponent Sassuolo gets double red carded, so they're playing with nine guys. Uh, that that one one game quickly turns to like a four one Atalanta game, and uh, Inter ended up with uh, I think they were they were still tied one one with Empoli with like eighty minutes to go before getting the the two one winner. In the end of the day, though, um, Milan had a uh, a six game stretch month or two ago where they won one drew four and lost one and you can't expect to finish top four when, when you close out a season like that i think milan won five of their last 11 games which includes that stretch so you know they they did this themselves what really sucks is uh you know uh today Gattu- Gennaro gattuso stepped down from milan Milan manager he had two more years on his, uh, on his contract. Uh, 5 mil a year, and instead of the club firing him and having to pay him the 10 million, Gattuso said he wanted to step down so the club could save
1: the money. I mean, first of all, buddy, as a fan and as your friend, the Milan thing, that sucks, and my heart breaks for you. Second of all, my heart breaks for Gattuso. But third of all, what probably one of the all-time great characters and great people in the sport. Just... He's he's part of an old generation that just he's not part of these ones who are like leave cryptic comments at award ceremony not to criticize Mbappe but there's there could be something to be criticized there to be honest yeah not missing awards to go to concerts or posting this on Instagram or calling people donkeys in the tunnel I'm talking to you James Milner um he's part of an old guard an old way of playing soccer that just our children will never see
0: well also I like. I'm terrified he's going to go manage some other Serie A team because, like, I will not be able to to root against him. Like, I, if when when he plays Milan, if he's if he you know manages some mid table Serie A team, I honestly don't know. I, I just I, I, I don't think I ever want my club to bring back a legend as manager. We we did it with Sadorf, and and it it had to fire Sadorf. Did it with Pepe and Zaggy, Had to fire in Zaggy, Did it with Gennaro Catuso. Didn't fire him. And like, it just I don't know. I, I need to skip off. This is the
1: almost phone. worse than him being fired.
0: No, it's not. It's not. Because it not It's not. The way he like. So his one of his lasting quotes was, um, you know, I I thought long and hard about this. It was a, one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. But my relationship with Milan will never come. Will never be about the money.
1: Yeah, I saw that one. And, I, and
0: then I was just like, "God damn it, my captain, my coach, my leader. That's 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 my guy." But like, look, I got I'm I'm on the Milan mini Reddit, and there's so many just assholes who are like good riddance, was never a good enough coach to be at Milan, and I just like I just want to burn the fucking internet right now. Okay, did I talk enough about Syria? Can we move on?
1: Yeah, can I just say one kind of can I say one thing about Syria? Um, sure. That Polish striker y'all bought, Piatek. P- Christoph Piatek. Oh hell yeah! He finished the season as the top scorer for two different Syria clubs, Genoa and AC Milan, and that's kind of cool for him. That's kind of cool.
0: Uh, also, <laughs> the uh, Syria top goal scorer was not so Ronaldo. Thirty-six year old Quagliarella, <laughs>
1: which just shows Ronaldo's just got to get older to score more goals in <laughs> Syria. <laughs> Ronaldo did win Player of the Year, though.
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, I think my guy Romagnoli got uh, shafted. I think he actually was uh, Defender of the Year. Although Koulibaly is a fantastic defender, and I don't, I don't have an issue with it going to him. I just think that Romagnoli was an absolute
1: monster. Yeah. Um, La Liga recap. We we told you that Barcel would finish first and probably Valencia fourth and the other the two Madrid teams would be second or third. That's what happened. That's all I got.
0: I think the one thing we didn't see coming was the the, the large gap between Real and uh and Atletico.
1: Yeah, Real really was just shitty.
0: They shit the bed.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting who they buy, what Zidane does. We'll be looking for that this summer. And uh, Eric, you wanna finish this up with the Bundesliga before we get to mailbag for douchebags?
0: Yeah, uh Bundesliga we kind of had an idea going into the final couple of weeks after uh, Dortmund really, like, mental midgeted the the second half of the season, gave up a, a nine-point lead over Bayern. You know, I think they were up nine at the midway point of the season. Right. And, and you know, they just, they just had some shitty uh, results, uh, especially around the time they stopped playing Pulisic, which I find interesting. Uh, they, when they started playing him again, they started winning some games. Uh, but went down to the final day. Uh, Dortmund needed to win, and they needed Bayern to lose. And, and Bayern scored like four or five goals. Uh, both Arjen Robin and Franck Ribéry scored goals in their final games as
1: Bayern players. So did uh, Renato Sanchez.
0: Yes, Renato Sanchez also scored a goal, but I don't think he's getting the same fanfare as Arjen Robin and Franck Ribéry. He is for me. Uh, interesting, though, that... Um, Bayern will not exercise their option to purchase James Rodriguez.
1: So is he, I, does yep. he go back to Real, or is he a free agent? I,
0: I think he goes back to Real, but I don't think Real have any any plans of, of playing him either. So it'll be very curious to see what happens with with James, a player I think could do really well. And I said this for a while in Syria. Yeah, unfortunately, that means he'd only, he'd probably I think end up at Juventus.
1: Well, so those are your big league winners, uh, Juventus, which was predictable, Bayern Munich, which was predictable, Barcelona, which was super predictable, and Manchester City, which was more or less predictable.
0: Yeah, very predictable, but at least in, uh, I mean, an unbelievably close Premier League uh, title, a very, very close Bundesliga title, which is exciting, you know, and then you Great had...
1: top four battles in all the leagues.
0: Top four, uh, I, I really don't know how close the La Liga top four battle was. But, no, except yeah. La
1: Liga, I, I meant the leagues, not the Liga. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, with that, that recaps the European League season. Uh, August cannot come soon enough to wash away the tears of disappointment here. But now for some mailbag for douchebags. We haven't gone to do this segment in a couple episodes, but now the first con- the first one isn't exactly something someone sent in, but. Someone on SoundCloud with the name D, capital D, capital Rose, with the S for Play With the Money sign, posted a link on our last episode, which was Child, titled My First Gangbang Bang 3. And the, <laughs> link, the link just says, check it out. And I wanted to press it on air so we could see what it was. But before we do, yes or no, am I about to open up porn?
0: You're definitely either porn or some like like trojan virus that's going to like wreck your jobs machine
1: oh no it looks it was just like a he just checked he commented a link to our to our episode page on SoundSpot.
0: he linked our episode and put a, a link to our episode on our episode yeah
1: I Rose Money sign. Yeah, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised. I would have bet. Are you are
0: you a, are you a little disappointed it wasn't porn?
1: Oh, like a little bit, but I like I thought it would be porn. Um, this is from our fan, our one of our biggest fans, Nick Foster. I think he is the biggest fan. Yeah, no, he is. Um, Nick Foster asks, "What is the bigger UEFA Champions League collapse? PSG versus Barca in 2017, or Barca v Liverpool now?" Could also throw the Roma vs. tie from last season in the conversation as well. I personally think it's Barca v. Liverpool, given that, that Salah and Firmino were out for Liverpool. Gatesy, uh,
0: I mean, this is like, I don't really, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to compare because I think the scenarios are, are very different. Uh, instead, what what I am thinking about is. The common denominator is Barcelona Champions League collapse. Like there's there's something there that's got to be mentally concerning. I, I I'm probably going to uh you know I'm probably gonna say the the Roma uh loss just because you know Roma last year were middling fourth third I think in the in Syria. They weren't really competing in, in, in the league. And, yeah, they had, you know, Allison Becker as, as one of their players. But outside of that, you know, not they didn't have some of the, like, I don't know. I just, I think the, the talent on that Roma squad last year was a lot less than the talent on Liverpool this year.
1: Interesting. I actually disagree with both you and Nick. I think PSG's collapse is way worse because they had a bigger, first of all, they had a bigger goal lead. They were up 4-0. And they scored a goal, in Barcelona, so they just had to not let up six goals. Yeah, did they that, lose seven one? Was that the? They, they lost six five on aggregate. Lost six one uh. in the game, and they but they scored an away goal. Like they blanked they, and so they just but had to she, not let in six goals.
0: Here's here's the reason I didn't go with that one is, and even though PSG is a talented team, they play in League One against no competition, so they don't like like to, I don't I don't expect nearly as much from PSG as I do Barcelona,
1: dude. I don't care who you are. If you win the first game of a two goals, of a two goal aggregate thing 4-0 and then you score an away goal, so you have to get like the only way they could lose is if they got scored on six times. I know. I know, but I, six I, times. I, six. Like, Count them.
0: As, as crazy that is, like it's PSG like like, like against Barcelona that, that that's not actually that. You're right. It, in it kind of does
1: check out in a way, and I see your point there. But I just the yeah. numbers to me are just staggering. The,
0: the, the, the math makes no sense, but I'm not letting math dictate my decision.
1: Just like just like Eric, I'm not gonna let you dictate the narrative of this podcast with your <laughs> under twenty World Cup bullshit. All right, <laughs> well, that's a, that was a great episode. Um, we're gonna come back. Next week, and we, uh, when we go, not next week, like two or three weeks probably, we're going to talk about the Champions League final. We're going to preview the Gold Cup for the USA, get back to and, and a little US soccer. And- we're going to recap the under 20 World Cup.
0: Sorry, we're really just going to focus on the US team under 20 World Cup.
1: Yeah, we better. But with that, I think we are signing out. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Uh, you can you can f- follow us at Pod <laughs> on Twitter, email us at unclepod at gmail.com, uh throw you know, share this, this episode or, or really don't if you if you didn't like it, but you know. You know you
1: know what we do. Bye!
2: wish wishing in this barren desert wasteland, all alone. Hoping that mirages were in some type of scene I've come to know. She whispered closely, told me this is all that we could ever be. experience.